Um, hi, this is Rosa and Tanuja, and this is Oh My Lit. Welcome, welcome, and this is our first chat after a long time. How are you doing, Rosa? <laughs> I'm I'm okay. I'm keeping busy. <laughs> I can see that. Um, for the listeners, I have a eight week baby, I think, in my hands. <laughs> I should know that is my son. Leo has joined the conversation. Uh, he's he's a silent uh, witness right now. Well, right now. But if you hear some queuing and ooing, don't worry. It's just, I don't have an owl. I have a baby. It's just Leo providing background sound. <laughs> hey, he wants to voice his opinion. Yeah. Yeah, congratulations on the baby, Rosa. It's... Uh, we we decided to do this podcast a while uh, ago and then Rosa had a new baby and I had to get myself a new house. Yeah, very stressful times. Both of us had a lot of stressful times. Yeah, that's true. But you had a new house and a new job and I think that I would like, I don't know, collapse in the floor. It must have been so stressful. Says the woman who just gave birth to a baby. I think that trumps it all, Rosa. He does nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, I think we both had like a... Yeah, we, ha- we had a journey, didn't we, in the past few months? We did. But you know what I think it's super cool is that we kept talking about this, even if it was like, hey, I miss you. We haven't talked in months. We have to go back on the podcast, though. Yeah, because, well, we did record a couple of episodes and then we got busy and then the episodes were outdated. But you know what? I should think they are outdated. I agree. But maybe in the future we can still release them. As super outdated episodes. I mean, I don't care. We can we can put a poll on Twitter and be convinced. I've always wanted to do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we could do that. Well, okay. So, you're on mat leave right now. Am I right? <laughs> oh, my God. Mat leave. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> I am. So, I'm reading a lot. Exactly. I'm envious of that. I feel like you've had a lot of reading time. <laughs> Because I have a person stuck to my body, so I cannot do anything Yeah, else. one hand baby, one hand book. <laughs> I mean, Kindle is the best. Yeah, I've been, I've been stuck on Kindle too, actually. I think it's because I'm, I read a lot at night before going to bed. Mm-hmm. And if it's a book light or like the actual light, it just doesn't make me go to sleep. Whereas if it's Kindle, it doesn't have the blue light of the phone. It's not that harsh. I can keep reading till I fall asleep and then the Kindle just falls away on the wayside. (laughs) I've kept a little cushion on the floor next to my bed. (laughs) So the Kindle can just fall on the cushion. That's extreme. You have a a Kindle pillow. Oh my God, can we sell Kindle pillows? Yeah, they have to be positioned right and need to be the right length to catch the Kindle (laughs) as you fall asleep. I'm dying. I love that. See, I have the opposite problem. Um, I'm reading now ebooks on my phone uh, because I need to stay awake at the, in the middle of the night. Yeah. And Kindle makes me fall asleep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the phone will keep you awake, all right. Yeah, so I need the blue light while this little person is like attached to my body so I don't drop him to the floor. Yeah. A pillow for that as well. <laughs> <laughs> Baby pillow. Disclaimer. 
I am not throwing my son to the floor. Please, people, chill. <laughs> If my partner is listening this, no, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> Don't worry. I think people will get the humor. It's fine. It was a joke. <laughs> I hope so. So what, what have you? What have you been? What are you reading at the moment? Uh, I just finished uh, a, a book that I really enjoyed, and I've talked to you about this book, and it's a bit crazy. It's called Erotic Stories for Punjabi Widows. I've heard of that book. <laughs> oh my god, I want to read it. It's by Bali K. Jaswal. I hope I'm saying Jaswal, right. Jaswal, yes. Jaswal, thank you, darling. Jaswal, yeah, no, that's right. Um, oh, I've 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 seen the yeah. cover. I think. Uh, I always wanted to read that. Is it is it an erotic book or is it just a funny book? It's half half. It's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> so it will be it will be the middle of like four o'clock in the morning, early. Like <laughs> I'm breastfeeding this boy, and suddenly in it, it's one of the erotic episodes, and I'm like, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be listening to this. One. <laughs> 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 like, Like, doesn't one. match doesn't match what's <laughs> happening in my mind and what's happening in real life <laughs> <laughs> no but it's it's so fun because it's um it's like a cozy mystery okay uh, while at the same time some of the episodes are uh, erotic because they are like the erotic stories that the widows are telling oh so it's a mystery it's funny and has a bit of erotica yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's a complete it's like what else do you want I haven't read anything that's erotic and mystery at the same time. No, I mean I don't think it's very normal or common. Yeah, and like the erotic parts are supposedly only the 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 stories that the widows write, because this is like a group of widows in um um oh I don't know how do you say this in English, but like in a social center. Oh no, God! It's not a social center, Rosa. Focus. It's a temple. Oh. A t- <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> a temple can be a social center. I don't speak English at home or with anyone until someone calls me. So words are out of my mind completely. This is exactly why we're doing this podcast in English. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. This is actually practice for when I go back to work. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy because you're speaking to Leo in Spanish now uh, in Catalan. And um, and and there's not and you're not you're not talking to people much, so it's mostly <laughs> just cattle. I'm I'm very interested in that because I feel like my mother tongue I haven't spoken in so long, and every time I speak to my parents on the phone, it's it's just like very domesticated version of my. It's just very simple, yeah. so I often forget words when I'm on the phone, and my mom's just cackling on the other end. Because I mix up everything, just like similar words, and she's like, "Did you mean this?" And I'm like, "Yes." And she's like, "Ha ha ha ha." <laughs> um, so yeah, it's concerning. I hope once when I when I go back to India to visit, it'll it'll be fine. I mean, I am completely lost because I have that uh, with English and then with both my mother tongues with Spanish and Catalan, because I speak so much English usually that I've forgotten some words. Not forgotten, but my brain is not as fast. So there will be so times, sometimes that I'll be work- talking to the baby or to my parents, and I'll say in the middle a word in English, and it's like, yeah, sure, this works. <laughs> but yeah, stories for Punjabi widows. Read it. It's super fun. I need I, to borrow that book, man. 
it has one of the tropes that I love the most that is all the women like being uh how do I say this how do I put this being like a, a part of society because sometimes we forget about all the women existing in society yeah and we like kind of leave them apart and this book like takes them to the upfront because uh, the main character who is giving the classes uh, to these Punjabi widows like thought that these Punjabi widows just wanted to like write a little bit and then turns out that they are like super into erotic stories and it's it's very fun to see them as sexual people, social people and it's something that I feel like we don't see much in literature or in society. Yeah, no, I agree. I feel like ageism, I mean, ageism is an issue in publishing, it's dead mm-hmm. in India. It's just pre- prevalent in so many societies. Mm-hmm. Um, and in India, yeah, because there was there's the whole thing about widows from back in the day where they would they would be cast away from the society. What what period is this book set in? Oh, it's modern. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. That'll be interesting to read. Yeah. Yeah, the main character is criticized a lot because she doesn't dress in traditional clothing. And they're like, you wear jeans and sneakers. And I think it's just... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because so back in the day, widows in India, like this is like way back, were expected to wear only white, which is the color. And then and then even now, even today, it's not like they have to wear white. But if they are very colorful or, you know, dress how they want to, it's almost like they're expected to st- stay in the state of mourning throughout their lives. Yeah. Um, and it's like frowned upon if they're very outgoing or uh, seem too happy. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, that, I've noticed that so many times even yeah. now. My widows in this book, my, my widows. Your widows. My widows. <laughs> of course. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> they are all wearing white also. Yeah. That I thought it was so curious and I started investigating like, oh my God, why is this happening? <laughs> it's very cute. What about you? What are you reading? I just finished. So this is crazy because you read an Indian author and I was reading Sylvia uh, Sylvia uh, Moreno Garcia. Yeah. So I was I just finished Gods of Jade and Shadow and mm-hmm. it's uh Mayan mythology. Um yep. and it's set in like this small town in Mex Mexico. Mexico, see. And um it's about this god of death who is trapped by his brother and this girl from nowhere like accidentally releases the trapped <laughs> god. And he now wants her help to get back to his throne. And this, I just, I just loved, because I love like an adventure book. I love when there's like a quest, there's something happening. You're like moving towards a goal. There's a finish line. And then then lots of like things happen in between on your journey. So, um, so this is definitely that book because now they have to travel to these different places so the god of death, his his name is Hunkame, if I'm pronouncing that right. That sounds about right. Yeah, and he, so he has to pick up pieces of himself that his brother has now dispersed throughout, uh, so yeah. he can get his powers back. And um, it's yeah, it just I feel like it's an adventure story mixed in with a bit of romance. I love nice. the subtle romance in this book. It's just a lot of unsaid words and like how the authors just this blooming romance is happening in the yeah. background and it just comes to the forefront like slowly. 
Um, oh, I think it made it, made it actually really important the relationship between the god and the girl. Um, Is it a bit like enemies to lovers or any of those like tropey tropes? No, it's not enemies because she's agreed to help him, and mm-hmm. he's he's just like a gentlemanly type. But she's also mm-hmm. moving on to an adventure. She's been in this house where nobody really appreciates her. And she's now branched out on her own. She's gone on this adventure. Her, her family might be worried. Um, so I think it's a bit of like Cinderella-esque where she's, she's sort of like the caretaker in the house. She's always cleaning yeah. and doing all the chores. And now she's on this adventure, except it's not a prince. It's, it's a god of death. And Hey, that's very princey. Come on. <laughs> It could be, but here, the thing is that once she releases him, um, a part of his his makeup is, like, lodged into her hand. So yeah. if she doesn't help him, she dies. So she has oh no choice. God. Yeah. <laughs> then she's not voluntarily. It's not completely voluntarily, but she has to do a lot of things voluntarily to help him as well. Okay. We'll give it for the love, for the god of death, Rosa. <laughs> Focus. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Gods of Death. So this is actually a third book that I read because I started with Mexican Gothic, yeah. and then I read the Beautiful Ones, which I think is written beautifully. It's also like an older one. It's more of a romance book, I would say, uh-huh. and uh, it has some magical realism in it. Um, oh. But I don't think it it's the crux of the book. It's funny that you mentioned magical realism because I was like revisiting lately uh, one of my favorite books from when I was way younger. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that is uh, called Como Agua para el Chocolate. Uh, I think it was translated here uh, like Water for Chocolate. Uh, it's by eh, Laura Esquivel. Does that ring a bell? No, no, not, at <laughs> all. not at all. Not at all. But I'm intrigued. They made a movie out of it. That's why I'm asking because it was quite, it was quite well known at the time. It's Wait, what was the name again? Um, like Water for Chocolate, I think that's the translation. Okay. It's... I have seen a movie called Chocolat, but I'm sure that's no, not the one you're... French, my dear. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that was... <laughs> yep, that's French. Yeah, so that's definitely not the one, but... Very cute um, book also, but no, we're talking about Como Agua para el Chocolate, and <laughs> that's Mexican. So you've been... So it's your childhood book? It's what... Well... Not childhood, because it all, it's also a tiny bit spicy, like not super, but it also oh, has okay. a little bit of spice to it. Um, but yeah, it was like a book of my teenage years that I read a ton of times. Um, and it, I was so obsessed with it. Like, um, it's this magical realism book uh, with a torrid romance in the center of star-crossed lovers. It's very cute. Oh. Um, but I was so obsessed with this book that there's a recipe in this book of a quails made with uh, rose petal sauce. And I got so obsessed that I decided to learn how to make it. <gasps> Did you make it? I made it a ton of times. Like whenever someone bought me roses, I love roses. Like whenever people are like, oh, I'll bring you flowers. I'm like, roses, love them. Um, whenever someone brought me roses and the roses were about to go bad, I would cook this. Oh, wow. I know. I'm like a, a story character. What is this? <laughs> please, please make it for me someday. I'll bring you roses. Bring me roses and then come a week later and we will have it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for them to die and then come. <laughs> There'll be food. <laughs> 
hey, <laughs> I'm not gonna kill them when they're still like fresh and beautiful. Come on. So, all oh, right. I thought you have to wait till they wilt. You you just decide to do that. And they're so cute. <laughs> I understand. I understand. That's oh my god! I haven't ever made a recipe because I found it in a book in fiction. Like I've obviously cooked from cookery books, but yeah, that's interesting. We should do an episode of on on food from. I am so game. I have already five books from the top of my. I head. have none, but I would still like <laughs> to talk about them. I have nothing, but I would. I will. I will listen. <laughs> five from the top of my head. Okay, so what what do you? What are you looking forward? What's your next book? I actually just got from the library one, um, but I cannot remember the name. That's okay. Oh, did you get it from the library? I always get books from the library. You know, I'm a man. I need to girl. join the library in my new place. So I, I don't know. I'll have to. I've checked out the park. I've checked out the gym, and now next is library. I need to. Um, I'm just gonna tell you something before we move to this house. I already had the library card for the neighborhood. Really? Girl, like I changed libraries before I changed bills. Oh, look at that. That's I smart. Very, very uh, professional with libraries. Yeah, I think I still have my Woolwich library card. So I haven't, I haven't gotten a new one since then. Oh my god, if you have Libby, you can use also your old library cards for Libby. Oh really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. I really yeah. wanna check I wanna check like what paperbacks my new my new place uh, new neighborhood library would have. Yeah. <laughs> this is crazy, but you know how I start books, like I start a book on Kindle, I start a book on paperback, and I start yeah. a book on audio. So last last night I was on Twitter and somebody said that they just finished Honey and Spice and listening oh. to it and I really wanted to get that book but I was like oh I don't have a I, I don't have an audiobook recommendation I haven't heard one in so long so I asked how's the narrator because I think that's really important for me when it comes to audiobooks yeah like the narrator should be digestible. And then the author responded saying, I like this narrator. She's won awards. And I was like, okay, no! I'm buying it. So yeah, I literally just got Honey and Spice by Bolu Babalola. And yeah. I've seen so much about her book on Twitter. And it was also picked up as Reese Witherspoon's book of the month. I think it's called. Um, so it's, it's a rom-com. And... Uh, she's already I think this is her second book yeah because Love in Color was her first book which also was really popular um, but this is her second book uh, so I got that and I li started listening to it this morning and I swear I haven't I mean I've just started I haven't even like really gotten into it but the first scene the way she sets it up it made me laugh so much I won't I won't give out the scene right it's clever writing okay. I feel but it's um I got I got the character from the from the first scene. I like I got the character that she wrote. Like I got it. I get this oh, that's girl. So cool. Um. So yeah, I've started that one, and then I got uh Babel Babel. I don't. Yes, I know you did. I've sent it to you as well. I feel like we should both read it at the same time. Oh oh yeah, let's do a read along. Oh, that sounds so fun. I've started I've started it today. I'm on like page two today. 
It has 33 chapters with an epilogue at the end. Okay, let's do... Uh, if we do one chapter per day, we can do it in a month. Yes. Sounds good? Then we can do an episode on Babel. Ah, so fun! I read, <laughs> I read her Poppy Wars and yeah. I literally inhaled all three books in one go. Like, I did not stop reading. You made me buy them. I'm quite excited to get the, my hands on this book. And she, it's apparently a bestseller now. I f- She's so cool, by the way, Arif Kwang. I follow her on Rebecca, I think her name is. I follow her on Twitter and she's just, she's funny. She is so lively on Twitter. I just, I just love, yeah, I just love seeing her updates. And she's on a book tour now. Um, amazing. So, yeah. It's a bestseller. I would just suggest everybody get their hands on it. And it's set in Oxford. Um, so historical fiction, I would say. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 about like this institution which like has to do with like it's a center of translators or something. And I feel oh. like hence it might be pronounced Babel instead of Babel. Um, Babel, yeah. Uh, it's like the Tower of Babel. The... No, see, that's Babel, right? But I'm thinking it's Babel because in the book, it's a center of translation. I don't know. Like, I thought it was because of the Tower of Babel. And I don't know how to pronounce it because I learned it in Spanish. I don't know. I, I went for this publishing event like a couple of weeks ago. And there, everybody was pronouncing it different ways. So I have yeah. no idea. Uh, maybe I'll tweet her and ask her. Yeah, please do that. Oh, that's going to be fun. Come on. Um, so, yeah, so I picked that up. Uh, so I've, so those are my two new reads that I'm going to start, uh, that I have started. Mm-hmm. I told you that I'm trying to read again. Uh, let's see, finally this time I do it. Uh, the Other Black Girl, right? Yes, I can give it to you again if you want. Or have you? No, no, no. I got it from the library as an ebook. Awesome. Yeah, I started reading uh, The Other Black Girl. I got it from the library. Of course, because I got it from the library. And I really like it. The problem that I'm having is that I'm reading it at night. And there are some times that... I, it's not horror, but there are some times that it's a bit creepy and I'm <laughs> creeped out. Oh, please. That's, that's nothing. You can't be creeped out just because you're reading The Other Black Girl at night. Dude, it's, it's not that scary. It's four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> That's almost morning. Okay, that is morning. There's, I don't. I and no, I don't buy it. In fact, I'm on the hunt for a really, really scary book, dude. I would love to get scared. I would love to read it at 3 a.m. in the morning and get super scared and look around. Oh my god! I'm, I will. I will send you something. One of those mm. things, okay? <laughs> Secrets. <laughs> I am no, but I'm I'm enjoying it. And then I just got from the library also. I'm such a library girl. If anyone needs a library recommendations on ha- or help getting a library card, I'm your person. Go to Rosa. <laughs> people person. I just got people person from the library. You know what? I saw this woman reading it in the train the other day and um she she was I asked her how the book is and she'd just started <laughs> reading it and I was like she no, she was like, I've read Queenie, I I've I'm I'm getting into this one and she had the hardcover in the train. Yeah. And yeah. And she 
So I was like, oh, great. And she's like, it's signed. I was like, wow, did you meet the author? And she's like, no, she got it from Oxfam. Somebody gave Oxfam a signed copy of the people person. I was like, the audacity, how could you? How dare you do that? I don't understand. Why would you give away an author signed copy? You would sell it on eBay, people. <laughs> Step it up. I'm keeping all my signed copies, no matter how like old those books are. I'm not giving those away. I have some first edition signed that I'm waiting until like the author makes a movie or something like that so I can sell them on eBay and get a lot of money. Look at that. You're already plotting, dude. You're you're ahead. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, feel, I think I wouldn't sell first editions. Man, I don't even have a first edition in the UK. I wouldn't I wouldn't sell them though. Those are like a collector's price possession, right? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Two different people here. Two different people. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 okay. I can sell things. Like, if 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 there's need of money, I don't care. Yeah, we work um, in publishing. There's always need of money. <laughs> <laughs> Drag them. <laughs> oh man, those are really good good books on your list, dude. I think I would want wanna read both of them, all three of them. Come to my neighborhood, get a library card, and then get into borrow books. Yes, I'm gonna do that. Definitely. Let's let's do that next time you come. I can say that you live with us. I don't care. I'm very excited. <laughs> oh yeah, because I have to give an address proof. But it doesn't need to be from this neighborhood. It can be from any neighborhood. Oh, just that I live somewhere. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I am your library girl. <laughs> I know, I know it. I know it. You did get me hooked on to like you did made me sign up for the Woolwich Library as well when I was living there. Like it's only because of you. I d- I wasn't even thinking about it. I was complaining about how I can't afford books anymore, but I also wasn't thinking of libraries at the time. Um, but yeah, we started actually this podcast because we wanted to talk about uh, diverse books. <laughs> Yeah, we never really touched on that. People. Yes, it's the first episode. People, this is why we started the podcast. But what made you want to read diverse? What what got your interest peaked in diverse books? Yeah, we were talking earlier before camera uh, about what book like spiked our interest um, on on reading diverse books. Uh, that's why all the titles that we've mentioned are from diverse authors. Yes, they are. <laughs> It's super cool, isn't it? Yeah, no, I definitely have increased like my list and I'm more conscious when I look at books and what I want to read next and try to see if I can find any diverse authors or POC authors that I can I can read first. It happens to me so much now that when you find something like, oh, this is like the life experience of a Mexican immigrant and blah, blah, blah. And then suddenly you see that the author is white and you're like... This is a bit sus. Yeah. I wouldn't... Yeah, I think I go by authors rather than what's in the book. I just mm-hmm. try to find POC authors because, I mean, everybody can write diverse characters. I, f- yeah, for me, it was like making sure that I, if I'm picking up two books, you know, one of them should be a POC author. Yeah. Um, and we were talking about a the book that got us into reading more POC authors. And I was telling you that mine was On Beauty by Sadie Smith. Oh, yeah. 
and it's because um because i was telling you like god i suddenly realized that i don't remember <laughs> That was the book. Oh my god, yeah, you did mention that book before. I don't remember anything about the plot. Yeah. So I haven't I haven't read that book. How what made you what's the book about? So this is this was like a birthday gift by a boyfriend of mine like a thousand years ago. Um and it's so cute because it talks about uh well not cute that's not the word we're looking for. Uh but it's very good because it talks about um academia. Uh-huh. It talks about university life and academia and like um university legacy but all the main characters are black and they are two families and they are living like very different lives inside of academia being black. Right. Um, I think that's what I remember of the plot. <laughs> but I remember I started adoring um uh, Zadie Smith's way of writing cuz she's very musical. She's a she's an amazing writer. She is and she is a comic lover. We will talk about comics one of these days. Yes, yes. Yes. No, um, that just reminded me of Dear White People. Sorry, I kind of I was listening no, to you but it just reminded me of Dear White People cuz that's also a TV show about black people in academia. I mean, they're uni students. Um mm-hmm. but I love that show. It's amazing. It's so fun. I really like it too. I wonder if they're going to come out with another season or was that the finale? I'm not sure. I think I only saw two seasons. No, the third one is out. Okay. Okay. See, I have Hey, 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. I spent a lot of time awake, people. <laughs> And what about you? What made you want to read uh You were saying earlier. Yeah, no, I I know we 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 decided that we'd all each come up with a book that yeah. made us get into diverse authors, but that's I couldn't pinpoint on a book because I used to live in India before and I read <laughs> Indian authors and at that time they were not diverse because I was in India, but then I came here and <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, now I have read diverse authors." Um but I think it was It wasn't any like particular book. It was more like because I started working in publishing and there was a huge conversation when I was doing my MA. There was this huge conversation about diverse authors and how they're underrepresented. That was back in like 2017 and it was kind of a shock to me. Not be- well, it wasn't surprising, but I was kind of shocked because I thought of the publishing industry in the UK so like advanced or matured that that they wouldn't have this problem so obviously coming from india not knowing much about what was going on here when i came here and that was that was like the topic of discussion or concern it it really and then i looked at my list and although i did read like in india i read manjri prabhu she's she's like a mystery author you know i love her book the trail of mm-hmm. four um i read a lot of like book of winners so um Arundhati Roy but for me that was just like one of the very like many books but I actually looked at my reading lists and my favorite books and I realized that my list even yeah. though I lived in India wasn't as diverse as it could be so I um yeah I was um I started slowly I think slowly started making a conscious effort um to look at POC authors and um 
then I then I kind of I started reading books that um the genres that I didn't enjoy much but because they had POC authors I started reading them but then I would never yeah. finish the book so I just chose my favorite genre like science fiction I love science fiction mm-hmm. but then I realized that's my most like that lacks diversity when it comes to my reading lists in science fiction like that it, it's so annoying cuz science fiction is such a white boy club when i didn't yeah. yeah like i did i never noticed it that that's literally i had no uh poc author in my science fiction list and so i started looking for those and i i um i was telling my friends about it and i got i got one gifted rosewater by tare thompson and mm-hmm. it was an award winner of arthur c clark award and it's a trilogy i was reading it um so yeah that so i started making that effort and i started reading rosewater but you know um 3 weeks ago my bag was stolen and no. it had rosewater in it and i was i was almost there dude i was i think i had like 3 4 chapters maybe left to go so i'm so heartbroken and i don't something in me stops me from buying the book because i felt like oh, i don't no. know i I feel like I I would if it's too soon to pick up that book again because I would feel really sad the fact that I lost it and my bag was stolen and it was my tote bag with my book and my earphones and everything. Anyway, you're still going through the denial phase of the grief. Yeah, I'm still feeling sore about it. So, I'm probably not going to go back to unless unless it's gifted to me. Who knows? It Is this a wing-wing situation, Rosa? Um, step it up. I don't know. I'm not saying. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying it was a gift. If it's gifted again, it might be universe telling me to finish the book. Who knows? But that's my aim now. Although I'm reading a lot more diverse authors and other genres, I really want to f- diversify my science fiction list. Yeah. yeah. So, if any recommendations come my way, you know. I'm open you know, to suggestions. You know I have some, you know I have them. Yes, you ha- yeah, you have a list and I have it written down somewhere so I'm going to start on those as well. So yeah, <laughs> that's that's basically the reason of starting this podcast as well. We um we looked at our books, they weren't that diverse. We realized that we need to diversify our reading list and mm-hmm. this podcast hopefully helps us and helps anybody who listens to it ever hopefully yeah. somebody listens to it <laughs> let them not like we're just going to chat to the void the void is nice to us into the ether <laughs> um somebody will find our podcast someday yeah we so we just hope that this podcast will help us read more diverse authors yeah and uh, if you guys have any suggestions or anything just drop us a message uh, we're on twitter we're on instagram and we are have an email we're gonna pop everything in the description yeah let's yeah let's do that because we we did speak about a few books really good recommendations yeah um yeah thank you so much for speaking to me rosa from your no, busy yeah. schedule thank you leo you've been such a good boy today not a peep hey. He's been opinionated, but it's okay. We're gonna love him anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. And next week we're gonna talk about uh, where are we now? And I'm gonna start with talking about motherhood and mothering and 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 smothering and books about all of these things. That is exciting, and 
I want to no no sure. actually because I have I have never read those books and I want to know what POC authors uh you've got in your list and what kind of books you've been reading it's always interesting that mothers to be then end up reading a lot of like books about you know being a mother and how to become and how to raise your child and they're always very I've like seen with my uh friend who also gave birth mm-hmm. like a few months ago and then my colleague is pregnant and her list is different so yeah I'm excited I'm I'm just going to tell you one thing like 90% of the mothering books are so freaking heteronormative and it drives me absolutely insane well we're going to explore that next episode yeah all right I'll tell you all about it <laughs> all right all thanks right. for listening to us and we'll see you next time see you bye 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 bye